Hi everyone and welcome back to the Paperless Movement podcast. I'm Tom Solid and I cannot wait to talk to my guest today, Karl Polin. He has his own YouTube channel and also the courses and he's a coach when it comes to productivity using Evernote and Todoist and he has a wealth of knowledge to share with us today. So I cannot wait to show you the interview with Karl Polin. So this interview series is actually sponsored by my Inner Circle members, by you. If you're one of my members, thank you very much for your consistent support without your support this wouldn't be possible to do for me so thank you very much but now without further ado let's dive into this interview with Karl Pullin where we talk about the latest release of Evernote the issues we face there but also the future of Todoist and how we can actually be more productive and optimize our time management using those tools let's roll it <laughs> I know Carl since I started my journey on YouTube with the paperless movement and so on. And he actually was one of the very first visitors on my videos, motivating me to keep going with my channel and so on. And I'm really proud that we are now here having an interview about productivity and time management. And believe me, this will be awesome. Um, but before we get started, if you're not aware of Carl yet, he will introduce himself, himself now and um, what it's all about. Carl, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Yes, my name is Carl Pauline, and for the last four or five years, I've been uh, teaching, coaching, productivity, time management, and goal planning. Uh, four years ago, I started my YouTube channel. Uh, I also have podcasts, a blog post, uh, and numerous online courses. And you can find out pretty much everything you need to know about me at my website, calpoline.com. Everything is there. The YouTube videos go there, um, blogs, podcasts, everything's there. So that's the best place to find out about me. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. So, um, and what what is it all about? On your, I think I saw on your website that you also have a membership and so on. Are you a productivity coach then? Uh, well, no, essentially, I just do online courses and I have a coaching program for those people who want to take it to the next level. Mm. Um, but essentially, I would say that 90% of what I do is through like the podcast, the YouTube videos and my blog. Um, you so know, it's all there. But there are people who want to go the next level who just want to get a system in place that's yeah. kind of tailored to them. And that's where I can step in with the coaching program or the online courses. So um, there's pretty much something there for everyone, no matter what level you're at, whether you're, you know, uh, just starting out on that productivity road and just want to get some kind of a system. And if you're already there and you want to go to the next level, you know, there's something there. Yeah, so, that that's awesome. And if you follow uh, Carl, all, yeah. yeah, and if you follow Carl on YouTube or on the podcast, then you know that he is the to-doist guru there. Um, if you want to know anything about <laughs> to-doist, just go to the YouTube channel. There is, I mean, this is uh, more than an online course, I would say. How many episodes about to-doist do you have on your YouTube channel already? I think today I probably, yeah, I think today 
I recorded episode 270 <laughs> or 269. Yeah, there um, we go. Yeah, there is a, there's a lot of Todoist videos there. <laughs> so yeah, talking about time management. We're rapidly moving towards 300. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. So talking about time management, you need some time <laughs> to go through to his Todoist things. But certainly oh, yeah. you can search for the... For the right things but this is what gets me excited today that we will talk about todoist one of my favorite personal task managers as well as you know and um we also will, will dive into evernote but let's start with todoist so um for me todoist really is the best personal task manager um due to its simplicity and um ticking off boxes and the ma major thing for me is integration with other tools and that it's all over the place. I can access it from any device. What makes Todoist your favorite or most recommended tool for task management? Oh, no, no. Every, everything goes in. For me, everything's in Todoist. Okay. Um, my whole life is in Todoist. Um, no, I mean, I came from OmniFocus background. I, I'd spent like three or four years using OmniFocus uh, right up to about 2014 or 15, somewhere around there. And the problem I had with OmniFocus was that OmniFocus has this, I, I love OmniFocus. I mean, I'm not, I would never criticize them. I think they do a fantastic job, but they have this thing called perspectives. Mm -hmm. Now perspectives is like your customization area where you can create the perfect view. And as, as you know, perfect doesn't actually exist. And yet we keep looking for it. Yeah. And I think I spent most of that four years looking for that perfect perspective. And I realized it was stopping me from doing work. Mm -hmm. I was great at reorganizing lists. I was great at, you know, adding stuff into my OmniFocus. That was just brilliant. What I really decided was I needed something that didn't have that distraction, but still had the power to run my life. And Todoist at that time was the one that really stood out for me it was beautiful it still is mm. uh, it's an amazingly beautiful app to use it's clean it's very minimalist yet underneath all that it has the power to manage oh, thousands of tasks and yeah. projects and whatever and so and from then on in i've just been all in on todoist and i i can't ever imagine leaving them because you know it just gives me everything i want but i say that because of my experience with evernote i you know as the, as the famous james bond movie is never say never again <laughs> yeah, again yeah yeah you're so, right so but no to do this is brilliant mm. yeah i absolutely agree and if you're one of my inner circle members you might know that i just released a new todoist uh, how to use to do is like a pro course for the inner circle members. And in there, I just show my system of how I use to do is and this is really simplistic. So to do is itself is already very minimalistic what I really like. So we really come down to ticking off boxes per day. However, um, I think I only have two labels in there. One is uh, someday maybe and the other one is a focus label to to organize this. I don't want to go in too much detail, so you can check out the course if you want. But um, and the other thing is that is really crucial for me is the two way synchronization with Google Calendar. You telling me now, Carl, that your whole life is in Todoist. I have separate tools for this. Mm, mm. So how can I, you know, how can I visualize mm. this? 
Well, when I say my whole life is in it, my, my whole life in terms of what I need to do mm -hmm. is in there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I say because I am an Evernote user yeah. in terms of like plans, um, notes, things like that. That's all in Evernote. OK, um, but I really do try to keep myself down to just three main tools. So I have a calendar, a to -do task list manager and a notes app. Mm -hmm. And I don't have anything else besides those three things. I'm not using like two notes up uh, to to do. Actually, I am. I do tell a lie there because I do use Apple's reminders for one thing specific, and that's uh, our family grocery list. Okay. Um, that's interesting. And because my wife has an iPhone, yeah. she's not interested in, in downloading productivity apps. Yeah. She's kind of like the complete opposite of me. Yeah. Um, Tell me. <laughs> so what we do is we have a shared shopping list in Apple Reminders. And it's brilliant because when you connect it to your phone or Apple Watch or even CarPlay, if you, you got CarPlay in your car, it's like I've just been to pick my wife up and <laughs> coming back, going, oh, I need to order, you know, I need to get some lemons. Yeah. And, you know, all I have to do is say that, hey, you know, <clears throat> can't well, say because my computers will go off. That's really <laughs> interesting. Add lemons to my shopping list. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting so because it's really easy. I can absolutely relate to this. So for my wife, it's the same. She has a paper calendar and she's the most efficient person I know. <laughs> so she really focuses on the things, right? <laughs> However, we are using one tool. So you're talking about reminders. We are using Bring. Do you know Bring, the app? Okay, so I think I this. Heard that one, no. Okay, so maybe you are interested in you. You explain this now. So um, bring is topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's quick, quick um, sidetrack here <laughs> to another topic. But but I think it's interesting mm -hmm. for the audience. So bring actually is also living on your iPhone, on your Apple Watch, and wherever you want to have it. And it is a, it's a specific grocery list. So it is made for this. And the advantage mm -hmm. of using Bring is that you um, also have boxes which also visualizes. So whenever you write down lemons or whatever, it shows lemons there. And you can just tap it off. Mm -hmm. So once you bought it in, in the supermarket. And the advantage is it reminds or it remembers when did you tick off what boxes? So this means whenever you're in the same supermarket again, it reorders the things in the order where how you go through the supermarket. So you have it always in the ah. in the structure you needed there. Mm. And also it has some AI in there and, and, and it reminds you that you're running out of um, onions, for example, because that's your usual way when you go buying new onions. So it remembers this and then it has a, a calculation, you know, when you should go next, buy next onions and things like that. So that's why I love to use uh, to use Spring instead of reminders. But I absolutely agree. Um, <laughs> you have to have something easy and there's no productivity app on the iPhone for my wife. That's no, that's no problem. Everybody has his issue. Uh, his yeah. issue. <laughs> Everybody has his own setup. Yeah. Um, but what you just said about using Todoist, Evernote, and um, Calendar, this sounds to me to uh, like a great mm. um, single source of truth. So, one thing that just gets into my mind when you talk, when you mention Evernote and Todoist, do you connect these two with each other? I do actually, and that was one of the biggest issues I actually had with the new Evernote 10 is it broke. <laughs> uh, 
uh, I couldn't connect my, well, I, that's not strictly speaking true. What they did was they created some, instead of the classic note link, which I've always used for like 10 years, I've just used that yeah. to connect my apps together. It disappeared in the new Evernote 10. Actually, it came back yesterday. So I'm, I, you know, I can't complain. It has come back now. Um, but it broke my whole system. And for, I was like, ha, ah! and it's weird because it was not something I thought about. It was yeah. just something I did. And because I'd been doing it for like, I guess, eight years, certainly since I've had an iPhone. So it's probably 10 years I've been doing it. Suddenly it doesn't work. And I'm going, ah, yeah. <laughs> um, but fortunately I did find a work around it. And then Evernote, uh, there was a new release yesterday that gave me that option and it's come back. So my workflow is great. Now, the reason why I use that one is because I don't use Evernote on the web. I, because traditionally it's always been horrible. That's okay. not necessarily the case today. It is still the case. It, it was, <laughs> I just, I just it realized just it last time when I went to the web version and I tried to select several notes to move them to a different notebook. It's not possible. And then we are talking here about harmonization between the different apps. And, you know, you have the same. I don't, you know, uh, I talked to Ian Small in, in the first episode of this interviews um, about these things. And I'm really curious how they will carry on with bringing back features and and keep pushing now because obviously yeah I, a I lot think on of that point things we have to be careful yeah because mm, i think a lot of people are getting excited but what's actually happening is old features are coming back that's yeah. not new features no that's not new that's features it's features just coming back you know calming down annoyed customers and when you tell me something like this this is <laughs> yes. really that's really uh, uh it's really horrible you have productivity system in place that's what and you just mentioned one feature that you use there mm. and there are several features disappearing and now they're coming back yeah well good people i have a daily business and this is not working anymore obviously they are looking for something else mm. right now so this is really something um yeah they had to surely they had to make a tough decision to do this to to launch the new platform and all this and bring the features back but i think maybe they could have done a better job with um listing all the features that will go away and and things like that and as ian mentioned they only have one shot with the ios they have to bring it out or they don't have to bring it out so there was no workaround so yeah it's not an easy time for evernote right now let's see how this develops what are your thoughts on this well, I, I think, I think it was a mis, it was a mistake the way that they've done it. I, that's just my personal opinion because yeah. Evernote did some. Sorry, Todoist did something very similar two years ago. Uh, they had the similar situation that Evernote found themselves in. Mm -hmm. They had a different app for Windows, a different app for Android, a different app for iOS and Mac. It was for them. It was not. It was pretty much exactly the same situation that Evernote found themselves in. Mm. But Todoist didn't stop in bringing out the new releases. What they did is in the background, they worked on what they what they called the Todoist Foundations, which came out last a year ago, October mm. last year. Mm. And when they brought that out, they brought it out, plus they brought out some new features. They didn't take anything away. Yeah. Um, and like Evernote, it took them, I think it must have taken them, Todoist, probably two years to do the same thing, yeah. to bring everything over into one uh, synchronized platform. So if I was an app developer 
and you were looking for case studies, you've got a classic case here. Don't yeah. do what Evernote did because you just upset all your customers, your long-term customers. Do what Todoist did. Most people didn't even realize that's what Todoist was doing until foundations yeah. came out. And then they said, we've had to rewrite the code base um, to bring that consistency across devices. Yeah, I could imagine that the reason is that they're running out of time at Evernote. So they, you know, people are already annoyed that it takes so long and it was already on a state where it desperately needed to, an overhaul of the whole system. So for to do is they realized there's an issue, they can work in the background and the front end was still fine. You know, things were just working and mm. they had the time to develop this right. And this seems now like a rushed out release. So just people see that things happened and changes are happening and now they're pushing out features as soon as possible. Um, yeah, I agree. The better way would have been get everything ready and then launch it. That's always, it doesn't matter if it is a new app or just an upgrade or something like that. I'm not really happy about things uh, published unfinished and then make the actual users the better users. This is, um, yeah, not not the right direction. Well, you know, I that's think. the thing. I mean, we'd waited nearly two years. Yeah. I think we probably could have waited another couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When it just takes, um, you know, you know, when it just takes now three months to bring back the features. That's what is claimed, isn't it? Yeah. The features will come back within three yeah. months. I absolutely agree. They could have waited another three months and I think I, publish it, it with the features included. In the three months, yeah. Yeah, okay. we'd waited long enough. Yeah, but that, I mean, the thing is, for me now, Evernote is working again. I mean, I've I've fixed, I figured out the issues. I spent a whole afternoon yeah. trying to work around it so that I could get it. And I know I shouldn't have had to have spent a whole afternoon trying to get everything working again as it was, but I've got it. I've got my workarounds now, and um, you know, it's. I do like the new interface. It's. I love the dark mode. Evernote's dark mode now is brilliant. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not a big dark mode fan. Mm -hmm. Uh, most of the apps I use are in light mode because I think a lot of developers didn't really think about it. Yeah. They said, oh, good, dark mode. Let's make everything dark. Yeah. But they didn't think about contrast. Yeah, absolutely agree. And if you look, uh, but Evernote have got it right. They, yeah. the, the work they've done on the dark mode is brilliant. I, I, I love their dark mode version and I'm using that. Todoist is another one that's got dark mode really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've seen a lot of apps where I just go, this yeah, that's working. strange. When <laughs> no, I, just... Especially the the all beloved notion. Um, I was using it in no, in dark mode a long time, and I always thought, especially when the highlights came in, you know, when you use the highlighter, it is just off. It seems to be off. Mm. I, so I switched back to to light mode. I can absolutely re relate to this. Um, but let's stay with Evernote. So the reason why I ask um, if you integrate to do it with Evernote is there is this tool called Plexi that I actually use to connect uh, Todoist with Asana. And this also connects to Evernote. So whenever you have a to-do inside Evernote, it will synchronize with your to-dos in Todoist. And this is the reason why I thought if you use it this way. But it seems that you keep it completely separately. So you have your knowledge management system mm -hmm. in Evernote and your task management system in Todoist. Then the other question is, do you connect your Todoist with the calendar? I do, but that's uh, actually because I never used to, but I created a system I call the time sector system. Mm -hmm. And I don't organize my task manager by project. I organize it by time. So mm -hmm. it's either this week, next week, this month, next month, or long term. So the only 
folder i don't really call them projects but the only folder i have connected to my calendar is this week because that's all that matters to me I, i'm you know this week is the thing that matters next week isn't here yet okay and i'm going to be doing a weekly planning session on sunday anyway and i find that anything beyond four or five days is likely to change because it just does that's the world we live in today so yeah it's it's impossible for me to be able to say on Monday, this is exactly what I'm going to do on Friday. It's impossible because too many things will come up in the week that need to be done either Thursday or Friday. So what when happens if Wednesday, you... Wednesday, yeah. I'm in a much stronger position. Yeah. Um, uh, because I'm likely to be able to predict what will happen. I agree with the fast-changing um, uh, time schedule that's going on there. But then uh, a question arises. What happens if your wife happens to have birthday on Monday and you realize on Sunday um, that you have to buy her a birthday present? I, I'm lucky because my wife branded my wife branded her um, yeah my wife branded her birthday into my brain it's like a brain tattoo i, I it's, it's there it's a biological <laughs> thing you you just she's, wake up screaming in the night and... she's, <laughs> my wife's birthday in february she starts reminding me on new year's day <laughs> so, so you have the same reminder you know, as i have those little hints yeah there's, i don't need to worry about it yeah that's you know, interesting she's the best reminder for her birthday ah we have so much in common carl you know that's the same thing for me i don't I don't track any birthdays or anything on my calendar or in my task list because my wife is there and she reminds me. But we know all, uh, you know, there's there's one thing we have to keep in mind. Happy wife, happy life. And that, that's the Absolutely. good thing. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that, that's a good thing. So that's really interesting. So you're planning out only one week ahead. And it makes absolutely sense. So are there no long-term goals you have in mind or any goal planning for what do you want to achieve in one year and things like this? Oh, yeah, I do. I have my you know long-term goals just like everyone else. But the only thing that matters to me in terms of what I do each week are the tasks that I have set uh -huh. up. So yeah. I have... I. I, you're probably familiar with Tiago Forte's yeah. uh, para system, you know, projects, areas, resources, and archive. I've I've been using areas of focus for years. Um, areas of focus is kind of like the key things in my life, family, career, finances, lifestyle can be in there, health and fitness. You know, it's like the general headings of life. Yeah. And I have usually, I have a goal in each one of those. I mean, the family ones is not really a long-term goal. The family is more like stay in touch with my parents because I live in Korea. My parents live in Ireland now. So we've got a 12,000 kilometer gap. Yeah. So FaceTime is what we use to communicate. And I try to do that weekly. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like finances, how much am I trying to save this year? How much money? Because that, that's always a goal target of mine. I can divide that then into by 12. And then by uh, four, if you like. And then you have a weekly week. saving thing. And yeah. Now I have my weekly target. Yeah. Um, but I, I like most people, I get paid monthly. So, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. I, my my salary tends to come through around about the, the 7th to the 10th because it comes from Ireland. So it, it varies, but 7th to 10th of the month. So on the 11th, I have a, a an area of focus which says send X amount of money to a savings account. Yeah. So you have recurring tasks so, in Todoist that just pop up in the week and that includes into your weekly planning then. 
Yeah, so I don't even have to worry about them because I know they're going to come up. So they don't need to be planned because they will come up. Yeah. It's already kind of set. And that's something I learned quite a long time ago, which is the structure you set up for the week. So for me, Mondays is writing day. Yeah. You know, so I wake up on Monday morning. I don't have to think, what do I have to do today? I know I'm going to be writing. The only thing I need to know is what am I going to write? And usually I have a long list in Evernote of things to write <laughs> yeah. about. So yeah. I don't have to worry about finding anything. You know, Thursdays, I record the screencasts for my YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And Fridays, I, I, I record the, the talking headshots. Um, and I do those both in the morning. So they're blocked off on my calendar every week. It's just blocked in my calendar. So I don't have to think about those things anymore you know, because the process will take care of itself. And I, I know people talk about automation and using apps for automation. I tend to sort of use time for my automation. When am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? Mm -hmm. That's, um, that's a really so for interesting me, exercise. I've always done at two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. That you don't have to think about Sorry, this anymore. Um, and that's really interesting approach mm. there. And so the I, less I, I have to think the better. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, I can really understand, especially from this perspective, what happens when when you plan out several weeks, um, you postpone things that you didn't achieve this week and you have to do it next week. And this means you have to reschedule everything on the next week and it just goes on like this. So it makes absolutely sense to plan out short term. But would you say that this applies to any person in the world, because when I think about business people and we have to rely on meetings that we have there and uh, they are rescheduling things all the time and you have to keep things in mind for the next week and so on. Um, I think um, it's not as easy when you, you know, you talk about your personal life and you have a way Uh, no, you're it sounds right. like that you have on a daily basis, you have a structure there every two o'clock. But for me, for example, I can't say, okay, every day on two o'clock, I will go out and go for a walk or things like this, because a meeting gets in the way, things like this. I block out time, uh, yeah, but yeah, sometimes, you know, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I totally, yeah, I totally get that. I mean, for me, it's, I, I've built that consistency over a long time. Uh, I've got stricter and stricter with my time as in a way, as you, as you go up the command chain or the food chain, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> but as you go higher up the food chain, yeah. you get more control over your time. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely sure, agree if there. you're right at the bottom yeah, uh, and somebody, uh, you know, somebody more senior to you calls a meeting, you're not likely to be able to say no, but if they call a meeting at say nine o'clock in the morning, and that's the time you'd set aside for, you know, working on a presentation you have to do later in the week, But the meeting isn't going to go on all day. Yeah, It's probably going to be one hour. So you just have to shift. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the key parts, though, is flexibility. Yeah. When I say Mondays is writing day, I only have a two-hour block for writing. Yeah, okay, I see. Um, now, the rest of the day, I'll, I can do meetings. I can do um, reply to emails. I, you know, I can deal with emergencies. But I am very strict that two hours, if I don't do it, when am I going to do it? Because yeah. if I, as you say, if I postpone it, reschedule it for Tuesday, now I'm using my day off, yeah. my afternoon off, because I, I work weekends, so I, I take Tuesday afternoons off. So now I'm, I don't get any breaks. 
Yeah. So I have to be very strict with that time. That's so, really, that was a really um, imp important point you've made there was, um, you know, you blocking two hours of the day to make this thing because otherwise we go into micromanagement and if you plan out the whole day, then you really, you know, it is nearly impossible to keep up with what you schedule the whole day. Things just get in the way. It's going to go wrong by about 11 a.m. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that that's that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so as I say, the, the key to the, 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 the calendar blocking or, or, if you like, theming a day, and Mike Vardy's system is all about theming the day, and I'm not quite as strict as the way that Mike does it, um, but... I do have like little set systems, which is Monday's writing days, Thursday's recording, Friday's recording. It's three days and I just block two hours for each of those activities. But if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel that I have today. I wouldn't have a blog post, you know, with, I think I've done nearly a thousand, written a thousand blog posts. You know, I wouldn't have, or like the podcast wouldn't be, I think it's about 160 now. None of that would have happened if I didn't, make that intention yeah. to allocate two hours on those specific days. And sure, I can make excuses. I can say, well, I've got so many meetings, I've got so many classes, yeah. and that's easy. I can do that. Yeah. Um, but then I wouldn't have a YouTube channel, I wouldn't have a blog, and I wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah, absolutely agree. So I can relate to this working in corporate as well. Um, and you were talking about the food chain there. Um, I can relate to this. However, I always encourage people, no matter on what position they are, you can actually free up time. You can say, I don't take this meeting. And if it is not, you know, if you can't force it, then you should talk to your boss because then you can say, and this is that's the key thing. You need to be organized and know what tasks you need to do, what people want from you. And then you can go down and say, okay, look, I need at least this time to do this. If you want me to do this, then I can't do uh, five meetings a day. I need to have blocks on my calendar that I block out to do these tasks. And this is actually what people really just don't do. I see it all over the time. They have empty spaces know, in their calendar well. all the time. And people wonder why my calendar is so filled up. Well, it is all the blocks where I'm working on the different tasks. And then I leave the spaces where I say, okay, if you really want to have a meeting, it's there or there are recurring meetings, they're in there anyway. So, and also about urgency. That's also a misunderstanding all the time. Everybody who calls you, it's always an urgent problem, but it's never. I mean, if they call you, it's already serious, but then you can still ask how serious is it really. But if I get an email and they say, um, you should do this and this and this, and then, you know, one week later they say, why why didn't you react? Oh, let's say 24 hours later, why didn't you react? And I say, well, it was an email. If it was so urgent, you could have reached out via uh, chat or, you know, called me directly. Then it's urgent. Then I know to react on something. But I have my day planned out to do the work that is I'm supposed to do. And, you know, other, everything else is second place. Otherwise, you run out of time. Yeah, I mean, I remember day. a quote. One of my favorite quotes is, if everything's important, nothing is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The and I just absolutely love that. And I think one of the things people need to do is to train themselves in prioritization. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, uh, yeah. And how do you do that? We yeah. Are, how do you train yourself to, to prioritize? And we say, well, for me, which of these tasks will have the biggest impact on my day? Yeah. Now, 
this is I'm probably stolen that from um, Brian Tracy. I think his positive impact, which of these tasks will have the biggest positive impact on my day? That's how he phrases it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I read that in a, a, a Brian Tracy book maybe 20 years ago, and it's stuck in my head. Yeah. And it's another one of those things that I've done it so consistently that now every time I do my daily planning, which I still do every day, is I look at those tasks and say, well, which ones of those will have the biggest positive impact on my day and even on my life sometimes? And it makes prioritizing so easy. Yeah. So if I want to make my boss happy, then those tasks that my boss gave me are the ones that I'm going to prioritize. Um, but, you know, I might have other priorities in my life. So that's also the reason why I use in Todoist. You know, we have three different priorities in there or four if you take the, the zero priority as well. And uh, mm-hmm. I only use one. There's either it is mm-hmm. a must do task that I have to do on this day or mm-hmm. there's those are tasks that I, you know, if I have time left, I do them as well. I don't use any of the other priorities. That's what I show in the online course as well. This is this what you just said is the very reason for this because as soon you start high priority, medium, and low, it is just a mess. You, you how do you? That, yeah. that just makes no sense. And I see it so many times. Who actually invented those three priorities? <laughs> and and if you have this in place, <laughs> well, actually, I mean, I, I, to be honest, if you have this I in place, then yeah, if you have this in place, when I'm doing coaching in these mm. in the teams, and I say, okay, you want to have these priorities, then get your conventions right. You have to define what these three different priorities actually mean. Is it business critical? Is it uh, you know um, time critical and things like this? Then you could define it. But I would rather mm. use labels again for this. So sorry. I interrupted you. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I actually use the flags, though. I, I read, like you, I use the red flag P1 as yeah. a absolutely must do today. Yeah. But the orange flag is morning task, and the blue flag is a afternoon task. Now, the reason for that is it's just the way that Todoist orders the list. Uh-huh. So that means when I start the day, my two priorities, I use two priorities every day. So my two priorities at the top followed by the tasks I would like to do in the morning and the tasks I would like to do in the afternoon. So although I'm not using the yeah, the, the, the two other flags as uh, priorities, they're just just to help me organize the list so that I'm not looking, you know, very picking. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> looking at the list and going, oh, that's an easy task. I'll do that one. That's an easy task. This way I'm forced to start at the top and work my way down. Yeah. So, and you also use the the your energy in this way. So in the morning, you obviously are more productive mm-hmm. than in the afternoon. So do you sort it this way as well, that you, you organize it uh, morning um, and afternoon? Well, I don't or? use... I, don't, I, I My critical tasks, if you like, are done in the morning because I, yeah. I can trust myself. <laughs> in the afternoon, I'm possibly getting as tired. Soon we had lunch, <laughs> as soon we had lunch, but, we are, you know, we yeah. are animals that the brain just, yeah. just shuts off. Yeah. So Indeed. yeah, that's, that's really interesting. So for me, I have the two way synchronization with Google. So I have times on my task in Todoist and this gets synced on my calendar. And that's what I really love about this two way synchronization because I don't, you know, even have to look at Todoist. I go into um, Google calendar and drag around wherever I need it in the morning or in the evening. So I see it this way and really order obviously in Todoist 
then in the order of the of the day. So as soon you add the times. So that's mm. why I really just use P1 flag if it is really something I need. And if I have mm. meetings, this gets back synced. So if somebody invites me into a meeting, this gets back synced to the Todoist and um, automatically applies my P1 flag because obviously a meeting is mm. a must-do thing. So that's that's really where I have then a filter in Todoist. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's two different approaches, and both are absolutely legit. Mm -hmm. I would say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I mean, everyone. That's the beauty of. It's something I stress to all my clients. Actually, it's important to build a system that works for you. Yeah. Don't try and copy somebody else's yeah. system, because that's inevitably going to go wrong. Yeah, uh, we're all different. We all do different jobs. We all do think differently. So it's really important to build a system that fits the way that we work and uh, and it's not something you can do over a weekend no it I, takes a long time i absolutely agree when we talk about the next shiny object syndrome that's the next thing you know people start with a system and then we skip i mean it was myself you know uh, i had to test all these things and surely you looked at all the other tools as well but we always came back to todoist it seems so um that's really that's really a thing when when i see all the methods and the and the concepts out there also mine and your concept and so on we use certain tools mm. to apply these concepts but again i agree with you that i can't stress enough when i talk to my uh, inner circle members that it might not work for them using this tool to apply this concept it is what i what i call it the icore framework which is uh, for input control output refine and this is just having a framework to place your tools and define your tools for the different parts of your productivity system but what tools this are mm. you know it doesn't matter as long you connect the dots and they work with each other if you have disconnected aisles mm. all over the place this stresses you out again so i absolutely agree it is oh, important it and mm. the next mm. thing to get started to get started with something and see does it work or doesn't doesn't it work yeah i mean i i have a um a basic system that i i actually it's free on my on my website it's the cod system i call it the cod system which mm -hmm. is collect organize and do mm -hmm. and essentially that's the that's the foundation you need to be collecting everything because if you're not things are just going to disappear or you'll trust your head, which is never a good place because you will forget. Yeah. Um, the, the organizing part is organizing what you collected into places that will remind you when you need to be reminded and then just get on and do the work. Yeah. But there's a little bit of a, a key part to this. One of the biggest issues I find with people starting out on productivity is they spend way too much time in the organizing part. Yeah, that really needs to be like less than 5% of your day. That means 20%, 20 yeah. minutes, Yeah, just 20 minutes a day, maximum spending inside your productivity apps, organizing the rest of the time you need to be doing if you want to be productive. It's all about doing. It's not about organizing. Yeah. Um, That's the difference between I, uh, I being productive and being busy. Yes. And it's one of the reasons why Actually, last year when I looked at Notion, I was actually quite excited about Notion. And I I remember, I, I think I downloaded the app at around about 11 a.m. or something like that. And I was really excited and I set it up and I was playing around with the backgrounds, the typefaces and thinking, wow, I can do all this. <laughs> and suddenly I looked at the clock and it's 6 p.m. <laughs> and I went and then I looked at Todoist yeah. and I started the day with 10 tasks. I still had 10 tasks <laughs> left to do. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I realized at that point, it's like a penny dropped went to do it is not for me. Uh, Notion uh, is yeah. not for me Yeah, because I know myself. Yeah. It doesn't mean that this affects other people, but I do know myself with all that customization, all those options I'm going to play. Yeah. And so I immediately deleted um, Notion and thought, well, that was six hours of wasted time. <laughs> but I, I, I know that that was the best thing for me, for me. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying that's. Yeah, obviously else, there are so I many people out there. They love and I using spent Notion. Far too much time. Yeah. So just for the for the viewers oh, and know. for the listeners, if I we know. have overlapping, you know, when we interrupt each other, it is just due to the delay uh, between Korea and here, because it, you know, I think it is <laughs> even two seconds or something until you hear what I say. So, um, but let's stick with the notion. Uh, There are obviously many uh, raging now. Oh, Notion is so awesome and so on. I'm using Notion, but I'm using, as I do for all the other tools, for a single purpose. And Notion is for me the knowledge management. I'm using these databases to fill them up and so on and have everything at hand, like you use Evernote for this to do. However, when I see that people build a whole system inside Notion for task management and all this, I'm not sure if this is really... A good way to do it is nice and you can you can set up these all and it's it also for evernote you know when people say i'm using a productivity system uh, evernote and do all my tasks yes there are some checkboxes but there are tools that just they just do the job better so why do i force yeah, myself yeah. to stay in a system what does just half the job and then you know people tell you how to do it properly that that's just what i i try also to to explain look for tools that really do the job and to do this is solely for task management and tick off boxes and that's what you do and you were talking about the 10 tasks still left um and the, you know one task should have been check out notion <laughs> for six hours then uh, you would have yeah. been satisfied that you have done this yeah I learned my lesson uh, yeah. I learned it with omnifocus it's as I say it's why I switched to to do is But um, I realized that apps like Notion are not good for my character or personality yeah. type because maybe there's a little bit of a perfectionist in me and it has to look right. Yeah. And Notion gives me too many tools to do that. And I don't want that. I want apps for me personally. I want apps that just get out of the way, do the job that they're designed to do. Like Evernote's brilliant at taking notes, mm. does that job well and just get out of the way. I would never use Evernote as a task manager. Yeah. Likewise, I would never use Todoist as a planning tool or a notes app. It just, it, it can yeah. do it, but it doesn't do it in the right, you know, in a proper way. Yeah, I absolutely um, agree. And so now, yet, now that you- I'm not going to fight that battle. I, I <laughs> you know, I want tools to do the job and get out of the way. Yeah, I agree with you. So I think that's a good point to maybe manage to talk about quickly about the new boards view in Todoist. What are your thoughts on this? Mm. Do we really need boards in Todoist? Um, I, I think it's, uh, well, for me, actually, one of the best uses that I've found for it is my uh, annual planning template. Mm -hmm. I, I was using Asana for this, but I actually like having it in my Todoist at the mm -hmm. bottom of the list. So mm -hmm. I have Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4 for 2021. That's so interesting. As I'm doing my, because I'm in the process of doing my annual planning now. Mm -hmm. So all my ideas are being thrown into Evernote. But what I've liked to see in this board view, because it fits nicely on the screen, yeah. 
is what am I going, what are the four projects I will do in Q1? Mm-hmm. What are the four projects I will do in Q2, Q3, Q4? I, I limit myself to four projects because that's a realistic number for me. Mm-hmm. It works out at roughly one project every six weeks, roughly. Mm-hmm. And it works for me. And that stops me from overscheduling my year or trying to be too ambitious in the year. That's a good um, thing, yeah. So so that's where I found boards really useful. I did try it as my content scheduler, which is what I use Asana for, but I actually like the way that Asana allows me to put the thumbnail because that tells me, okay, I've done the thumbnail for that YouTube video or mm. I've done the thumbnail for that blog post. Whereas in, in Todoist, I can't see that. Yeah, that's true. And I have to open up the task to have a look. Um, so I, I did try that, but I, I've gone back to Asana with that one. But for, for annual planning, it's brilliant. I like that. Okay, so that, that's... But for me, it, I'm a list person, really. Yeah. So this means you're using Asana then as well in your setup? Did you hear? Yeah, Asana has its one, its one role, is to be my content scheduler. Okay, so you're using the free version for this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I got that idea from Steve Dotto. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, and I thought, whoa, why wasn't I using that? Okay. Um, it's about three years ago now. <laughs> so now it's brilliant because I can see exactly if I'm doing a guest blog post for somebody, they usually give me a deadline. So that can be in my Asana and I can see it. So I'm moving everything forward. So it's like one big picture view of where I'm at with all my content for the week. So did you know about Plixi that it connects the two-way synchronization between Asana and Todoist? Because when you talk about you have the thumb- I, I've heard yeah. of it. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and I've looked I've looked at some of those tools. I even played around with if this then that and yeah. I've I've looked around a lot of those like bridging apps if you mm-hmm. like the bridge between various apps. And I maybe I'm old school but I like to have my own personal manual input. Okay. Um yeah, as long as you don't have duplicated sorry. data, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. You don't want to have. Um so yeah. It's so but I, I have looked at that those kind of things, and uh, Plexity has been. I remember it probably about a year or so ago now. I looked at it, mm. but I didn't see for me anyway any yeah. specific yeah. use case for it. Yeah, the the only reason is and the big difference between Plexi and IFTTT and Sapia and so on is that Plexi really integrates tightly into these two apps and to have a two way synchronization. You don't set up anything like in IFTTT where you. You know, it's always half-baked, whatever you build in these tools. Mm. So things get lost and yeah, doesn't no, work yeah. and things like this. And mm. Plexi just ensures to do this. So this means I have, I'm coming again to the two-way synchronization. I had a way when I was using Asana before I switched to ClickUp um, to have a two-way synchronization of my task from Asana in my calendar and also all my personal tasks in Asana were in my to-do list. So this is, I think, mm-hmm. a lot of people working in corporate where they are forced to use certain task management tools and you have still mm-hmm. your own task management tool. It's always a problem having duplicated tasks where you, what you manage manually, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'd say, I, but I, I suppose my system has been built up over a number of years and I've, I, it's a bit like David Allen. Um, he still uses e-productivity, mm. which I don't think has been updated for about 15 years. But, but if you go works. online to Google, just Google 
e-productivity yeah. and look at the screenshots, you'll cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like Windows 1995 all over again. Uh, I mean, if you'd like to do look at that kind of thing, that's great. But, but I, and I have, I've met David Allen and, uh, you know, but for him, it's a system that actually works. Yeah. And I think, you know what? That's what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. If you find that something works, don't fix it. Yeah. Never, <laughs> because you're only going to end up adding complications. Never change a running system. I think that's a, a good final. No, and I say for me, it's like with, to, I say with me, me and Todoist, it's like I know all the keyboard shortcuts. Yeah. I know how to get it to yeah. work. I don't want to relearn all that with a new app. Yeah. And it's one of the main reasons why I'm sticking with Evernote <laughs> for now is because I know the keyboard shortcuts. If they start moving them around, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna cry. Yeah, <laughs> I know them. Yeah, that's that's really horrible. <laughs> Switching systems, um, you really have to think about this. You do this only once, and then you realize, oh my god, what have I done there? Yeah, I have to yeah. start from scratch, and efficiency goes there's into a, the yeah. There's a, there's a lot to be said for muscle memory. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that keyboard shortcuts, muscle memory. Please yeah. let me have that. <laughs> yeah. Carl, this was an awesome talk, and I think um, we have to have a follow-up one. I think there's certainly a yes, lot more to indeed. talk about productivity. It was awesome to have you on the show. I'm certain that a lot of viewers mm -hmm. and listeners love this, uh, what, we, we, what we just talked here about. Um, where people can find you, you mentioned already in the beginning, so certainly you have to check out Carl Pulin and especially his YouTube channel, you will learn a lot when it comes to Todoist, Evernote, and general productivity systems. Um, mm -hmm. Anything you want to let my audience know before we close the interview? No, I think if they, if they want to learn more about like the time sector system, I mentioned that in, in the, um, in, while we were talking, it's all on my website. You can find out more. And the COD system, Collect, Organize, and Do, it's a free course. You can take that. No, I'm not, I'm not collecting your emails. Oh, not even collect an email. No, right? like sign up before anything like that. Just go and take the course. That's very uh, generous. I think it does, but I'm not using them. I think the system <laughs> okay. collects it, but I don't use them. I'm not going to spam you, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just want people. My my goal in really is to help as many people as I can to become better organized and more productive. I'm not going to do all this hard selling stuff. That doesn't interest me, and I hate that myself. Yeah. yeah. I just want to help people to learn and if they take the course and they enjoy it and they learn something then that for me is a success that's awesome uh, and that's really what matters to me that's awesome yeah. and i think we so, are in a I we think, are in an exciting time right now where productivity really becomes a thing mm -hmm. and the paperless uh, situation and all this where we have to change our the way we think and leverage those systems i'm i'm sure we have a lot of things we can improve our productivity and efficiency with this And with people like you, this is really um, what we need to get to get it running and have our well-oiled machine there. Thank you very much, Carl, for coming on the show. And I can't wait to talk to you Thank again. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye. Yes, me too. <laughs> Bye. So talking to Carl was really awesome. I think not only me, but you as well have a big takeaway here when it comes to productivity, optimizing your time management system. I'm sure you have loads of inspirations that you can implement now in your own productivity system. And if you don't want to miss the next interview, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, share it with your friends, and I'll catch you up next time.